Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Before we kick off the show, I do want to acknowledge this is the 16th anniversary of September 11th. And there's so much going on. If you get online, there are tributes going on. They've already passed uh, in New York, but there's so much going on. There's also... Uh, there is a museum that's been set up. I remember passing through New York and seeing this. The 9-11 Tribute Museum. If you visit 9-11-tributemuseum.org, you can find out more information. If you're ever in New York, uh, it's unbelievable what they have done to commemorate what happened. It's hard to believe it's been 16 years, and my thoughts go out to all the families that lost loved ones. So uh, let's see. We've got a full show going on. I've got... Michael Kodak standing by. He's announced his candidacy for the 48th Congressional District. So he's standing by to join us, and I'm going to bring her on right now. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Thanks so much for calling into the show. Yes, thanks for having me. Did I, I pronounce your last name correctly? Did I? Kodak? Kodak, Perfect. Correct. Okay. So tell me, you are a millennial. You're a very successful you know, in Fortune 100 companies. What made you decide to take this step to run for Congress? It's a a really great question. And I think, uh, you know, your topic on on millennials is particularly important because if you think back to what this generation has done, and this generation over the course of the last 10, 15 years has fundamentally transformed almost every industry. And if we think about how that happened from businesses to communication platforms, it all comes back to a basis of collaboration and communication that is fundamental to all of these reinventions. And, you know, as I looked at that pattern and how I was brought up and the types of things that I brought to different businesses, I think that's what's missing in government today. And government, to be honest, is is the last frontier for this generation and something that I think that I can bring. Yes. So give a little backstory about, uh, you know, who you are and your interests and what led you to do what you're doing. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Southern California, spent my childhood in Pasadena and, you know, really grew up with, with a beautiful, loving family and, and probably similar to how most people grew up, which is, you know, watching their parents really try and make it and really see them strive for that American dream struggle, whether it was changing careers or starting small businesses. But but what I learned from them growing up was that the American dream was real. Mm -hmm. And it was a real thing that that opportunity was available to everybody. So they gave us the the fight to get more educated. They gave us the courage to take on student loans, which is a, a burden that we all share. Right. And, you know, I've got a foundational education in economics and an MBA and then another master's in international management. Whoa. Before I, <laughs> before I went on and, um, you know, really helped reinvent mm-hmm. and reintroduce new business models to different Fortune 100 companies and found a lot of success there. Yes. But at the end of the day... We, we have to ask ourselves, what, what are we doing to help our neighbors and our communities in a, in a bigger and bolder way? And that's really what led me to to want to serve uh, for my community and run for office. Mm-hmm. Now, today marks the 16th anniversary of 9-11. Obviously, our country has suffered from Hurricane Harvey and the impact of Irma. Yeah. 
You must have a lot of things on your mind today. Do you want to share some of the thoughts? Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, we all spent the last probably week and a half watching those tragedies in Texas and Florida. Um, And we all remember those moments. I think we probably remember the time where we were during 9-11 down to the minute. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember where I was and... You know, at the end of the day, there's so many things that we take away from those, whether it's shift in foreign policy or how we're ready for different disasters. But the thing that sticks out to me the most is no matter what you think about certain policies or certain politicians or how things are going, the best of America comes out when we need it most. Right. And everything gets put aside. Mm -hmm. all the drama, all the breaking news coverage that gets interrupted by breaking news coverage. And you see neighbors helping neighbors and people helping people. And I think that's really fundamental to the core of what I think needs to be brought back to the political system now more than ever, is we need to find a way where we can start to come together around what we're for, not what we're against. Yes, And that's really what I reflect on as I think about today in particular um, on that anniversary of 9-11 is how do we bring that back and how do we hold our leaders accountable for bringing that type of unity forward? And I think that's really what I'm looking to do as a part of this campaign and then moving forward after elected. You know, I think about what you just said, and uh, I mentioned earlier there's a 9-11 Tribute Museum in New York, and I'm—I grew up in New York, and I mean, New York to me is my home, and it has tremendous meaning. And I think about how they took this terrible, terrible incident, and they built this museum to educate and never forget. And it's outstanding what they've done. And also, I have family in Florida, and it's been so stressful the past you know, weak. And I hear stories about how people didn't know people and they're helping each other. And my stepmother went into a facility and she's bunking with people and, and, and they're making the best and have a sense of community, you know, with total strangers. And that's what it's about. Absolutely. Yeah. Even think about um, the Cajun Navy coming out of, um, I think it was out of, gosh, I think it's out of Louisiana, but they, they're, they, they came across state lines to help because they had the expertise in doing right. that. Right. Um, so I think this is this really marks a, a sense of hope, and I think we all need to have this sense of hope, especially right now, mm-hmm. that we we are all in this together, and that's the that's the choice we have to make. And when it when it, the going gets tough, you know, I think we see Americans pull together, and it's just it's such a it's such an uplifting feeling right. that that's where that's where I get my my energy and my spirit to to continue this this really important journey of running process. I think it's great. It's so in line with the theme of my show. My show is Get the Funk Out, and we go through these tough times. They mm-hmm. are learning moments. They, they give us resilience, grit, and we get through and we learn and we c- become stronger and maybe go down different, you know, avenues as a result. So, um, you know, I appreciate your ins- insights on that. Um, tell me a little bit about what you bring to the table. Yeah, I think there's I think there's quite a few things. I think I think first and foremost, and I'll circle back to a comment I made earlier around collaboration and, and really about mutual respect and communication. You know, the generation that I grew up in, as I mentioned, and really my experiences 
have really led me down a path to understand that there are points in time where listening is just as important as talking. Mm-hmm. And I think right now there is, you know, we, we theme your show, Get the Funk Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there are so many things right now that people are feeling like they're not being heard. On both sides, of whatever political party you're a part of, there, there are people who just need to feel like they're, uh, their voices are being heard and that their needs are being thought of as more than just a number that gets calculated, but as an individual that is trying to make the best out of their life. And I think that's really the backbone of this campaign is, is how do we bring those voices together and allow people to be heard at an individual level? And how do you design an engagement so that that comes to the center? So at the, at the very, very core of what I'm doing and all of the different efforts that we're taking and the activities that we're doing, all of them are based on a core of listening. Mm-hmm. And from there, what you get to is you start to identify some of the really, really unique problems and challenges that are not just six months away, 12 months away, but as we look into the future that this community is going to have to engage with. So whether it's around affordable housing or making sure that people can elevate themselves to kind of that mid-level skill set so that they can strive to make a higher income because this is an expensive place to live. Oh, yes. All all of those things are going to take a different level of effort, work, and vision that, that I've done in my business career and that needs to be brought forward here to ensure that we're building lives not just for the next election cycle, but for an entire generation moving forward. Mm-hmm. So tell me where people can find out more about you. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple things. Uh, I think, you know, we have a very strong social media presence, so I would type in Kotick, K-O-T-I-C-K, for Congress into Google, and, you know, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, we're across all those platforms in a, in a meaningful way. And then our website is is very robust where we cover lots of different topics and and set out that vision and that plan for what's possible. And that is Kotick, K-O-T-I-C-K, for Congress.com. Okay. And if people would like to support you, what can they do? There's two ways I would suggest it. One is, you know, the website, there's definitely an opportunity for people to chip in and contribute whatever they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Uh, And every... Every dollar matters right now as we start to build this campaign and, and really represent this community in a new way. And then I'd also say there's, there's lots of events that are coming up. So there's one event where we're doing a pop-up restaurant down in Newport Harbor to, oh, to bring people together around community. And those events are both available through our social feeds and then also on eventbrite.com. Perfect. Any advice for people that want to follow in your footsteps? Uh, I would say, you know, it's everyone has a responsibility right now. And there's there is such a gift that was given to us as difficult as it may seem in 2016 that we all know that in one way or another, we have to stand up for what we believe. And we all have a responsibility to engage in that dialogue every day and to do it with your neighbors in a, in a respectful way that acknowledges that everyone's coming from a different place. So what I would say is have those conversations. Volunteer and get engaged in what you're passionate about. Donate if you can. Um, knock on doors and, and, I, and support those leaders that you feel are, 
are really exemplifying the vision that you're passionate about because this is the time where we really need to come together and champion the causes that, that we believe will set a better future for all of us. Fantastic. Michael, thank you so much for calling into the show, and best of luck with everything. You're unbelievable. Oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. This was Michael Kotick calling in. He's announced his candidacy for the 48th Congressional District, and you can find out more about him by visiting my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you missed any part of this, it will be up within an hour after I wrap. I do want to mention uh, I am on Twitter at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore underscore rock. And we are on Twitter at KCI FM. We'll take a quick break and then we'll be back.